You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Globally, everyone is talking about sustainability. We're seeing, you know, temperatures increase. We're seeing wildfires that you have in America, floods, you know, Turkey. Um, I think as the environment changes, it really probably is shocking people into understanding about why is it happening. And I think knowledge is power. And more people are questioning things, which is important. I think brands have a moral compass to really start working towards changing the way they operate. Again, you know, you've got some big brands out there doing a better job than others, but as long as we're all talking about it, as long as we're all trying to do something about it and it's at top of, top of mind, I think it's important. That was Darren Tabern. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Hope your holidays are going well and you have fun, COVID-safe plans for New Year's. We are kicking off a big giveaway of exercise and wellness products January 3rd. So make sure you are following us on Instagram at Marnie on the Move and on TikTok at Marnie on the Move podcast and are signed up for our newsletter, The Download. Okay, today on the podcast, I sync up with Darren Tabern, VP of product for globally renowned apparel cycling brand, MAP. During our conversation, Darren dials us in to how and where MAP began in 2014. We talk about the brand's sustainability strategy and how MAP is paving the way to really show that apparel products can be developed sustainably without affecting performance or durability. We also talk about Darren's career trajectory at Lian Fung, Levi's, and his now role at MAP, his perspective of the climate of fast fashion and cycling fashion, and the exercise and wellness routines that fuel him for success. I hope you enjoy. Before we dive in, shout out to podcast sponsors Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra-personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. They are my go-to for understanding my inner health, looking at my blood levels, and getting great nutritional insight. Inside Tracker transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed recommendations you need to reach your goals. Take control of your health and wellness. Unlock the power of your potential. And use our code CHEERSMARNIE for 25% off. Now, on to my conversation with Darren. It's so great to meet you, Darren, and to have you on the Marnie on the Move podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. MAP has such beautiful cycling kits. They're full of vibrant colors, great design. You have a super cool, very understated brand logo 
and a great vibe in the cycling world. So give me a little company history, like where did it begin? What was the inspiration behind the brand? Yeah, sure. I think, you know, you've probably touched on it. It started back in 2014 with the co-founders, Jared and Ollie, who were both avid cyclists and still are. Um, you know, and they, were, they were sort of cycling and obviously finding that they couldn't really get the gear that they wanted, the kit that they liked. And they found that a lot of the kit was probably a bit more old school, uh, you know, more muted colours, very corporate logos and things. And, you know, ideally the guys were just wanting something that was comfortable, um, that really was up to the performance that they wanted. But also, as you mentioned, Marnie, is, is, was colourful and a bit more fashion orientated and had that little bit of, you know, fashion to it. So I think the guys really started off with socks. Socks was the first thing they did out of their garage. Started and, and both Jared and Ollie have experience and backgrounds in fashion, having worked with fashion brands. And that's where it really started like seven years ago. And then it morphed into having a few jerseys. I think our first collection of jerseys were four. And it's just grown exponentially over the last seven years to what you have today. And it's really, you know, I think testament to the two of them of being passionate about cycling and passionate about creating something that consumers want. So really it's stemmed from necessity, which I think, some of the best ideas and the biggest brands have come from necessity and having practicality in product. You're the VP of product. So what's your role within the company? Yeah, so it's a fancy title, but really it's it's about really becoming part of the idea. So me and my team really, as we say, um, manage the product side of things. So we start from concept, from design, from sourcing to fabrics, um, really making sure that we've got innovation in our product, but practicality and all the way to bulk, bulk production. So, you know, it's what we call end to end. Um, and we have cross-functional partners we work with, such as our creative team, our marketing team, our operations and sales team. So product is probably the engine that it all starts with, but it's part of a bigger cycle of the, the brand overall. So, you know, my role is making sure the team are hitting milestones, that we're being innovative, really, you know, nurturing the creativeness of the team itself. And within the company, we have a lot of, you know, cyclists and people that give us input into, you know, what people are after. So making sure that we're being what, sustainable, sustainability as well, and that's a journey we'll talk about, but ideally making sure that the product meets the expectations of MAP and is what the consumers want. So how has the brand evolved over the years? I mean, you said, you mentioned you started with four kits and now there's there's a lot of products, a lot of design. There's yeah. more than just kits. It's, you know, more than just socks. Yeah, no, completely. Like at the end of the day, you know, you can start with socks, but people are wanting a full kit. So, you know, we're offering everything now from jerseys, jackets, you know, our base layers, our bibs, um, and really pushing the boundaries of, you know, working with some of the most innovative factories out there. I think the, the products evolve through trial and error, really, you know, some of the kits we've done have been, you know, probably um, innovative in some areas and others, you know, making sure we have colour. We're inclusive of women, definitely. We, we're pretty proud of being um, all-inclusive brands doesn't matter what your skill level, where you come from, your gender or how you identify. It doesn't matter with MAP. I think it's more about just the passion of cycling and just getting out there. So, you know, I think we're expanding our women category rapidly, accessories as well, and also looking at collaborations with like-minded brands. So, you know, from seven years ago to a few socks to then four jerseys to now, as you mentioned, a pretty expansive collection. An entire ecosystem, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think just, you know, never forgetting where we came from. We're Melbourne-based, we're Melbourne-proud, but we're a global brand and all-inclusive. And I think I think that's at the essence of the brand is really making sure it's, you know, acceptable for everyone um, and really making sure that we are, you know, as I say, an inclusive brand that people find interesting and passionate about. I do really love the women's kits and your apparel. I think it's definitely some of the best 
fashion in the world of cycling I've seen in a long time. And, you know, you also mentioned and touched upon sustainability. And I know that MAP is truly paving the way for cycling brands in the realm of sustainability while maintaining this like top design, top performance in the apparel and products. So talk to me a little bit about MAP's approach and initiatives around sustainability. Yes, I think sustainability, you can probably, you know, everyone knows that most brands talk about sustainability no matter what the industry is. For MAP, I think getting in at the grassroots while the brand's still young and small, um, small in essence, but getting large, is really important that we embed sustainability through everything we do. So starting with product and obviously the department that I look after, we make sure that we're partnering with key mills that are you know, either Blue Sign certified or you know, looking at the OX Techs um, certifications or you know, GOTS. And these are all different third party independent organizations that support mills in making sure they they are green, sustainable and doing the right thing. And apart from really looking at our manufacturers as well. So, you know, we're partnering with some of the best manufacturers in the world throughout Europe and Asia in producing the product. And what that allows us is to really guide us through the whole supply chain from raw material to final product and even to packaging with, yeah. with you know, our packaging's recycled and where we can, we try to impact our supply chain to be more sustainable. One big thing we've done lately is partner with Blue Sign. Blue Sign's an organization that think of it, think of it as a, a big brother. You know, they help yeah. us, guide us through the, you know, the ups and downs of the supply chain. And, and you know, sustainability is not always easy, um, but you do it because it's the right thing to do. So like easy as a brand, right? Like to be able to manufacture and keep things in the right price points and keep them aerodynamic and all that. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, and, you know, that sustainability is part of the bigger picture of MAP, as you just mentioned, quality, techni- um, technology is also a massive element, especially cycling. Blue sign. So think of them like as a big brother in a way. Think of them as they're a third party organization who really help brands and also uh, people in the fashion industry. So mills and that help us really develop um, sustainability within our supply chain. And I think the key thing here is it doesn't happen overnight. You know, everything we do is part of a journey. So we've partnered with them recently in just really looking at our supply chain and, you know, choosing, you know, more sustainable fabrications. And what that does, if I go to a factory or a mill that is Blue Sign certified, they've done a lot of the legwork already in getting there. So it helps me understand that they're definitely going to be on that journey, but I'm using something that is sustainable because there are a lot of people out there that, you know, claim to be sustainable, but I don't think they really understand how sustainable they are and that's that's the key it's being able to track and monitor it so yeah so from like the process of your fabric selection to the textiles to manufacturing packaging like all of that and so they handle that for you in terms of pointing you in the right direction or just in terms of production yeah correct it's sort of starting from the raw material and they'll point us in the direction of you know those people yeah exactly that who who are those sustainable partners that we should work with so that then all pieces and the sum of all parts become sustainable overall so exactly what you said was that something that was part of the map strategy from the beginning or is that something that you brought on board from your background and experience to the company 
It was I definitely, I think it was part of what Ollie um, and Jared, our owners, were wanting. Correct, yeah, definitely something they were thinking about with me coming on board and, you know, heading up product. It really does start with product. So, you know, we, we've implemented that. We're on the journey. Um, you know, it's, it's a journey that never stops. You never get there in the end. It's always something that evolves. There's always somewhere to look at and something to sort of make sure that we're doing the right thing. And it even comes down to the people that work in our supply chain. So we've just implemented a code of conduct, um, which a code of conduct really is a bit of a governing guideline for our factories to say, hey, this is the journey we're on. Are you part of that? And, you know, a lot of our factories, because they are industry leading, are already there. And, you know, I think two-way streak, we can learn from them as well about how we should be looking at things as well. So I think it's just changing people's mindsets. Yeah, a lot of it. And also how people shop, right? I mean... Exactly. Prior to MAP, you spent over a decade at the globally renowned manufacturers, Lee and Fung, and also at Levi's, the denim brand, which you kind of touched upon this like earlier before we officially started the podcast. But you definitely know a thing or two about the world of fashion. Like you bring that a lot of that like fashion production, like the industry behind the scenes stuff to the table. So are you seeing beyond just like the cycling world, like how fast fashion is also on a mission these days to reduce their carbon footprint and create these sustainable ecosystems? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, uh, globally, everyone is talking about sustainability. We're seeing, you know, temperatures increase. We're seeing wildfires that you have in America, floods, you know, Turkey. Um, I think as the environment changes, it really probably is shocking people into understanding about why is it happening. And right. I think knowledge is powerful. And more people are questioning things, which is important. I think brands have a moral compass to really start working towards changing the way they operate. You know, again, you know, you've got some big brands out there doing a better job than others. But as long as we're all talking about it, as long as we're all trying to do something about it and it's at top of top of mind, I think it's important. So, yeah, consumers, consumers are much more savvy. Definitely. And in, in the 10 years, 20 years I've been in the industry over that, over 20 years, yeah. I think, you know, technology supported that you know people are able to instantly find out what's going on on the other side of the world instantly understand what's happening and they question things and good on them I think they should so yeah I think map definitely sees ourselves as trying to do that as well and you know look internally as well as externally are there certain kinds of fabrics that you're using or a certain kind of process that you're doing that's like unique that sets map apart or puts you more in the cycle of sustainability yeah definitely I think you know Maybe maybe doesn't set as a side, but puts us at the forefront of what we're trying to do, and that really is looking at innovation in fabrication from a sustainability lens. So you know, all of our packaging is recycled, and we're trying to elevate that to the next level. Um, our fabrics themselves, as I mentioned, we're looking at um, fabrics that have been certified by key organisations, Blue Sign being one of them. So you know, really making conscious decisions of what we put into the supply chain, and it's it's not about a dollar. We're not doing this to make a buck. You know, right. if we were, we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing it. You know, at the end of the day, we do the right thing to do. And I think that as a brand resonates with consumers, you know, I think consumers are really conscious, as I said, about what goes into their supply chain or what they're buying, what goes into their cupboard, you know, where's that product come from? And there's a lot of waste out there. A lot of people that throw clothes away after a few wears. So, you know, even coming down to being sustainability manufactured you know making sure things are strong so that they last longer that's now a sustainable product because you can wear it for longer and you need to you know buy another one in six months time so they're all different angles we have about like five or six pairs of sneakers that are outgoing in our doorway that we're like you know giving to someone yeah. even if you're just like giving it to someone else like you feel better about than throwing it out i don't know 
but I don't I think I have some really old kits that probably need to be <laughs> recreated into a new thing <laughs> not a kit but um yeah I don't know We're, we live in a disposable society these days and I, but I think people are really changing their mindsets to think you know, and I, I feel like people are really being open-minded to maybe, you know, um, repairing, re-engineering, uh, yeah. repurposing things, recycling, you know. I've seen Everything that, like, expedited with- during the pandemic, actually. Like, over the past year and a half, I just, I don't know if it's because I'm tuned into this conversation or. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, it's, it's some people, you know, I think when when you go through hard times or when you see people going through hard times, it really makes you change your mindset. And as you mentioned, I think you know, a lot of people out there are doing it hard right now. We, we spoke about mental health and even financially. And I think they, they are options now that when you've only got $100 to spend and not 500, you make a more conscious decision on what are you going to spend that on. And if it's apparel, you will spend it on brands that maybe you resonate to or have similar values as you. So, yeah, I think I think out of every um situation that's you know a bad situation comes good and i think that could be something that comes out of what's happening now globally people are being more conscious of the environment definitely and you know choice you had mentioned you're back in australia how did you go from working in mainstream fast fashion and lian fung and levi's and that whole world to working for map and a cycling brand very good question you know i think at the end of the day the beautiful thing about map is it's a family and you know i i work for the owner, you know, at the end of the day, decisions are made quickly like that. But, you know, we're able to also control things and not let it get out of control. So, you know, with our sustainability, with our innovation, we're really able to sit as a team and, you know, talk about what it is we want to do and set those goals and get them achieved. So, you know, it's a small team, but it's a really productive and efficient team. And, you know, big organizations are great. You know, yeah. that's, you know, it's great to learn from them. So I'll, I'll bring skill sets to the organization from my experience, but vice versa, I'm learning things in this organization because it is a smaller team. And, you know, we are able to make a ball, you know, quick decisions and we're probably nimble, you know. That's really valuable, especially I'm sure it's like the team is especially grateful for your sort of knowledge of like working with these huge companies to be able to come in with their brand. What do you do to stay mentally sane and healthy? I love I love running, to be honest. I like running and just even going on long hikes. You know, I think just that gives me that freedom. You know, the amount of times I've gone running and. I don't know if you experienced it yourself. You said you're a runner, but, you know, 15 minutes into the run, you look around, you go, how did I get here? Because you've just been so, yeah, but also in your mind, you sort of, you know, as I run, I think about things. It helps me process things. It helps freshen the mind, you know, the endorphins kick in. And I think, you know, as we've been talking about, you know, with everything going down, lockdowns and stuff, this just really helps freshen the body and the mind as well, definitely. I love that about running. It is my mental health, honestly. With running, it's like I just get so out of my head, but I'm in my head. It's very yeah. meditative. I love it. Yeah. How good do you feel at the end of it? And that's it, isn't it? It's, it's at the end. Yeah. Like sometimes it's good because it's over and sometimes it's good because it felt great. Yeah. You know, I lived, I, I think I told you at the beginning, I lived in Hong Kong for, well, 13 years. And, yeah. you know, it's one of the most densely populated cities in the world. But the beautiful thing is also you can you can get into nature. And I did a lot of hiking there and, and I did a lot of wake surfing, actually, which I really enjoyed. But that was more about getting out from the city and really being in nature and and you know the water and as you mentioned you know that that calming effect that can have on you and just to free up the mind and maybe reset things 
So, yeah, definitely. I'm lucky to be back in Australia where we've got a lot of, you know, parks and water and that. So it's beautiful. Did you, you said you were wakeboarding in Hong Kong. What was it like living in Hong Kong for 13 years and being from Australia? Yeah, it was interesting. Hong Kong's an amazing city. It's a multicultural city, really. It's diverse. Um, There's a lot of Australians there, a lot of Americans, French. Um, There's, you know, all nationalities, which is great. And being at the heart of Asia, you know, you're just a, a jump on the plane and you're sort of, anywhere within Asia within four hours, which was pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, it's a really vibrant city, never sleeps. So as as funny as it might sound, even if you go there on your own, you never feel alone because there's yeah. always people around. It's like um, New York City a little yeah, bit, but like not. Yeah, similar. Yeah, similar to New York in a way, but different, as you mentioned. Yeah. But yeah, definitely it was um, good. And it's, you know, it was a great experience and a great chapter of my life. So it was fun to be there. Yeah. And so are you still wakeboarding? Yeah, well, the problem here is it's just not as accessible. So I need to find yeah. someone who's got a wakeboard that I can go and tag. <laughs> and we've locked down. We can't do much at the moment. But, yeah, I'll have to put it out there to my network of friends and go, who's got a wakeboard boat I can jump on? So, yeah. Do they allow you to go out and even, like, run or anything? Like, no, you can't leave your... You can, yeah, I think it's an hour of exercise a day you can do. So, you know, that's not too bad. So you can get out in the mornings and that and you can go and exercise. Yeah, so it helps. I think it's needed as well. Gee, you know, people in lockdown, you're cooped up inside. You really need to make sure you get out and, you know, stretch the legs or the mind, as we said. Yeah. And so how did you get into running? Like, when did you start running? God, I've run, I've run all my life, really. You know, as a young boy, still a lot of swimming as a young boy as well. I mean, just, yeah, running something I think you can do anywhere, can't you, really? You just need a pair of shoes, you know? And I think that's what I like about it. It's so accessible. You know, you don't need to go and spend thousands of dollars on all this product. You can if you want, of course. But for me, running's just always been something that I've been able to do. And, you know, I put my headphones on, put on my favorite playlist and just go for it. So over the years, I've had varying degree of um, ability of running, but I think it's always something that has been part of my life so definitely it's yeah that and I love I love fishing as well actually I grew up fishing a lot so yeah yeah what kind of fishing yeah just regular like boat or on the stream or just the rivers and that but it's just beautiful again you know getting back to nature and just unwinding you know I think it's just a beautiful thing to do so yeah that seems like a theme for you is that like your wellness health routine that kind of powers you for success in like what you do in your career and your in your work no it is it's good I suppose I'm hyperactive as well so it helps me settle myself a bit you know I've got to stop sometimes relax so it's a good thing if I'm you know running obviously you know it's able to just mentally disconnect from the world and just have that moment where you can just decompress really yeah and so no cycling for you yet I say yet no well, yeah, yeah, exactly. The boys want me to jump on the bike. I do commute. I've got my fixie bike here and I ride that around now. Great. But I'm lucky. I'm surrounded by, uh, you know, amazing cyclists. Our two co-owners and my entire team all cycle. So, yeah. you know, definitely there's enough input into the cycling side of things and what's happening. And it's great just talking to the guys and our, you know, team members and that about what's going on in cycling in general. It's still interesting to me. You know, you guys sponsor teams. Because I know MAP does a lot of collaborations. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we dabble in that. We obviously support team, um, certain individuals, and we have ambassadors, definitely. We've got global ambassadors for the brand that I think is really important because they, they do provide some great feedback. They're living it. They're day-to-day doing what, you know, the kit's meant to be done um, and worn for. So, you know, we've got people out there that do that. And there are teams that, you know, I know we're looking at talking to and that. So definitely... Um, my marketing manager definitely knows a lot more about that yeah. than I do. But I really, yeah, we we try to connect with like-minded individuals, like I said, with the ambassador side of things, which I think is really important. Yeah, and I think, like, it's great to get the feedback, especially because, 
you know, I know that your kits are super aerodynamic and all the materials are like, you know, high end. So, you know, to have that element of sustainability and maintain that quality is and get the feedback from athletes is great. Yeah, exactly. And if that can trickle through to, you know, the average guy who's just riding on the weekend, so be it. At least he'll get the benefit or she'll get the benefit of that, you know. So, uh, again, you know, the ambassadors are a big part of our development process and just, yeah. you know, hearing their feedback and just, yeah, seeing what they think. But then also the general consumer. We always, you know, we've got a, an amazing call centre that provide me on a weekly basis with feedback that, you know, they're getting from the call centre, positive yeah. and negative. Because I think everyone who takes the time to contact us, either it be a positive response or a negative response, it's, I think, important to listen to and really see, you know, well, what are they saying, you know, um, and that helps us to, you know, consistently evolve what we're doing, the product, and maybe look at things differently. And so in terms of MAP, what can we expect to see more of this year and into next year, like just like the next few years in terms of product and design and kits and all that? Yeah, wow. Okay. Well, uh, without saying too much, definitely we're expanding women. So, you know, that's something that yeah. we're really being included about. And, you know, we're really proud of our women's kits. I think the colors are looking amazing. You'll see some amazing colors come through for the first half of next year. You know, we're diversing diversifying more in sort of the uh, the cycling world in different usage occasions, which uh, I won't tap into too much just yet. So but like gravel, looking at where, mountain bike. Yeah, those types of things, yeah. maybe gravel, yeah. Um, and then definitely just yeah, constantly looking at how we can incorporate more sustainability. You know, we're looking yeah. at, as I mentioned, fabrics, innovation, um, and just yeah, making sure that we provide amazing kit for people that just want to get out there and ride, really. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I also love the Zwift collaboration that you're doing right now. But you, yeah. that's so much fun. Uh, what is it? The map? It's off the map, it's called. I was just on Zwift yeah, earlier today. Yeah. It's a pretty uh, yeah. cool kit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the kit's amazing. Yeah, the, the guys did a great job um, yeah. with creating that. And the colors are amazing. And, you know, that there'll be more that we'll, we'll do more like that. And obviously, we've, we've done our off-cuts program, which we did a, a jersey. Yes. And we're doing more of that as well, which is something that's exciting. And they'll be limited because at the end of the day, that's about, again, yeah. being sustainable and using up yeah. excess fabrics. Instead of throwing it away, um, let's use that. that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of waste in the fashion industry. You know, yeah. as we spoke about consumers giving, you know, away garments and really just wearing things for a few times, or even in the production of manufacturing of um, garments, there definitely is a lot of wastage. So where we can limit that wastage is a really important element to making sure we're sustainable and being, I think, conscious of how we're producing the product. So yeah, more to come on the offcuts for sure. Yeah, that's cool. That's very, but yeah, no, I think this was great. I mean, I'm just trying to get this message out that people should shop for brands that are sustainable. Yeah. And I think consumers, you know, like I said at the beginning, uh, are more savvy, more aware, more conscious yeah. of what's going on in the world. So I think consumers need to also ask questions of brands and say, what are you doing? You know, so we and I didn't touch on it, but we are the first cycling brand to be uh, partnering with Blue Sign. But I hope we're not the last, you know, we're not doing this to be special or to, you know, really market from it. At the end of the day, we're doing because it it's the right thing to do. And if it encourages other cycling brands or brands in general to come on the journey, so be it. That's right. a great thing for everyone. Right. right? And then it makes and I it think easier for you to do your process. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. And, we, you know, we mentioned about being all-inclusive for consumers. We, we want to be all-inclusive for everyone, no, no matter what you, who you are, where you are, even other brands, you know, come on the journey with us. You know, we want to partner with like-minded individuals. Um, and, yeah, I think it's only going to benefit everyone. Have you seen a lot of cycling brands doing this now? Like, is there, what's the landscape like in the world of cycling trying to? Yeah, it's getting there, you know. I think at the end of the day, every brand's trying to do their bit, you know, and how they're doing it and the way they're doing it. There's no right or wrong. I think you learn on the journey. As long as you all take that first step of that journey, that's the most important thing. But, you know, you've got to be diligent and you've got to be committed to it and you've really got to set, you know, yourself some boundaries of what you will or won't do. Um, so, you know, we're, we're building those out. You know, it's it's a start for us as well. So we're going to learn along the way. We'll, we'll make some mistakes. I'm sure we will. Everyone does. But I think what's important is you learn from those mistakes and it really drives you forward and really makes sure that what you're saying you want to do happens. So, yeah. This has been awesome. I mean, thank you so much for being on the podcast. No, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I've had a ball. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com. For more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com, and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out 